vision. This is our home. Then let's fight for it. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! Welcome back to another episode. We're covering the finale of WandaVision. My God, it's only been, well, it's been nine weeks and it does not feel like it. I cannot, well, actually only eight. My bad, because we did the first two in one night. Still, it does not feel like this show is already over. But thinking about the first episode, we're so far from that. Yeah, it's crazy. It really changed. People have been talking about, you know, it's only, only four and a half hours of content, but quite a lot of plot crammed into four and a half hours. But it didn't feel like, oh, this is like they tried to do too much. Mm -mm. No, In fact, a... the internet thought that there was more going on than there was, I think. Oh, Which I think was absolutely. done well. But yeah. we'll get into we'll get it. There. We'll get there. Obviously, there is a lot going on for we, us to talk about. We weren't really on it, like... On the predictions, I don't think. I don't think anybody was. There were so many, so many ways to interpret things that have happened and so many ways to, for people to project their own theories that never even came, came close to coming true. But I think what the show did, and I think it was for the best, is they did keep it simple Yep. in the end. Um, but it was fun that there were so many things that, like, maybe this could happen, maybe this could happen, and some of those things could still happen. Sure. And that is the beauty of the week-to-week -week release. Because even today, I've seen people saying, oh, well, I wish, well, now I can watch it, now it's all out, I'm going to watch it, you know, back-to-back. -back. And I get that, you know, that's become commonplace for, like, a lot of shows lately, but for a show like this, I think it was clutch to allow fans to have a full week to talk and theorize even that. I think that, you know, the theories wouldn't have been running rampant. So for, true. For better or for worse. Well, but, yeah, there wouldn't be any theory. I mean, there would be like a couple things. Yeah, it's it's but. fun. It reminded me of like the, the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, uh, not quality wise, but just being able to, you watch it and then go online and, just everyone's trying to make predictions and talking about details and stuff. And you don't get that with a show that's binged. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those plots let's, that were happening and what got wrapped up and what didn't. So what's our first plot we're going to talk about? I think Two Visions. Yes. The boat. Uh, what was it? Philosophy. Theseus or something? Yeah. I think it's the most viz thing ever to they fought for like a minute and then they're like, actually, no, let's talk about this. I do like that even though they tried to code white vision to be essentially a weapon or an assassin, like you can't overwrite what vision's main code is, which is not a weapon like he is an intellect yeah. first and foremost clearly a ravenclaw am i right so true <laughs> we'll have to do a sorting episode oh that would be fun crossover i think uh as cool as of course so many theories to talk about a cool one that people said were like this white vision who does not have 
at the time, people didn't think that he had a conscience. Having Ultron's voice, because it's just, like, pure distilled <laughs> Ultron, like the original Vision was supposed to be, which would have been cool, but then you wouldn't have had this opportunity for Paul Bettany pulling double duty. And I really, I liked that they had their chat in a library. Yeah. It's <laughs> so intellectual. And it was a nice foil to uh, Agatha and Wanda trading blows in the sky outside. In the elements. Yes. Uh, I do think uh, we could have used a bit more white vision. I thought it was a cool thing. And he just kind of showed up and was neutralized in a very short amount of time. But... I actually think that's for the best because they're clearly planning on using him more. And I think, again, like that simplifying everything helped because kind of just narrowed, you know, what, what this show is about and introducing white vision was like opening up a can of worms and they kind of kept that can closed for the most part. Very true. Very true. But I do think you, and you were saying like, they just kind of, he just kind of left and there was no conclusion on uh, white vision which in some ways is okay, but I think that there should have been more like, is he, did he leave? Like, I don't even think we saw him leave. I don't think so either. We can assume he did, but, you know, for one reason or another, Vision didn't tell Wanda about it, probably because there were more pressing matters, but I, and it does make me wonder when we'll see him next. Like, in what scenario is Vision just going to roll back in and it'll fit with the plot? Maybe Doctor Strange? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't... Is Loki, the show, supposed to connect with WandaVision? Or is it just supposed to be, like, tangentially it's going to relate at some point? I have... That's my understanding, just because it's, like, time, multiverse stuff. But beyond that, I have no idea how it's going to connect. I'm, I'm expecting it to at least within the constraints of the series, function the same as WandaVision. Like, we're not, again, we're not going to see Doctor Strange or anything in Loki, but... I guess I just like that they left an opening for Vision to come back. Yeah, and it'll never be classic Vision, but I like knowing that there is one out there, because the idea is just a cool character. I mean, isn't that the idea of... Uh, Jarvis and yeah. Vision is that he doesn't say the same. He keeps being rewritten and it's is true. evolving. It just, it's very interesting to have this version of him that has his memories, but like doesn't have the actual lived experience. Because I think there were a lot of people that were like, well, he receives, he gets the, the original Vision's memories implanted and turns into an actual new Vision. Well, it's like, he does have it, but he doesn't know what to do with that information rather than, you know, other than being like, I'm not going to be a weapon. Who knows what he's going to get up to. It, it definitely reminded me a lot of, um, Avengers Ultron. Yeah. Um, and how we saw when we first saw the vision, we know mm -hmm. come from that and how he needed time to mm -hmm. think about who he was in this world. And, and he came back in a big way. Paul Bettany <laughs> for the win. <laughs> All right, let's talk about witchy stuff. So much witchy goodness happening here. 
<sighs> so. So Wanda's a witch. She's the Scarlet Witch. Wanda is. I don't know if anyone knew that. The Scarlet Witch. Um, I enjoyed their little witchy battling in the air, and I really liked. So many wiggly woos. A lot of, lot of wiggly woos. Probably my favorite witchy moment was that there were a lot of callbacks to Wanda's original appearance in Age of Ultron. Of course, with her actually doing like the mental, I don't know what you'd like call Like possession that. almost. Yeah. And like she had the, her hand movements and stuff that I'm like, okay, we're kind of getting back to her roots here, which I really liked. And yeah, she's been underutilized. Yeah. In the past couple of movies. Like we were, I think we talked about that. Maybe either we talked about that in the last episode or just with some of our friends. Originally, she was like scary. Like it was kind of like played it up the horror aspect when she was on screen in Age of Ultron and they ditched that. But now it feels a bit more suitable to be bringing it back when she has all this this power. And apparently she's stronger than Doctor Strange. I think that they show her as really powerful and really intimidating and scary, but they did still show her humanity in this series and in this finale. I mean, this whole idea, is she a villain? I think will come up in future storylines with her but I think what we see over and over again is that she does not want to hurt people and she cares um, despite everything that she's been through like she could be easily painted as a villain or turned into I guess a villain and she she isn't and she she didn't want to hurt the people in the town even though she did yeah She's just in over her head. And that's what she says ultimately to Agatha was that you chose to hurt these people and you made this choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Found it interesting that they officially referred to the book as the Darkhold because, as I mentioned before, the Darkhold was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a couple of the other shows. So this and it did not look like that. So I think this is their way of just kind of being like, yep, this is the real one. Uh, and I think it's very cool looking visually. And I am bummed out that Wanda is reading it because you're not supposed to do that. What else is she going to do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that she's learning what she can about who she is and where she came from. Because isn't the idea that her magic is dark? Like the Scarlet Witch's magic is inherently dark magic. I think so, yeah. I just know that in the other... Uh, the other media that's included the Darkhold, they're like, all the all the good guys are like, do not read this, do not open this, only bad things will happen if you use anything in these pages. So we'll see if that holds true. I like that Agatha isn't dead. Love that. I was really worried that they were just gonna kill her. Um, and... Even if she never comes back, because I could see them, you know, never bringing her back or bringing her back for like a small part again. I just like that that option is out there for Catherine Hahn, especially. And it was really funny. It was a light moment to see her turn back into the nosy neighbor, you know, after a pretty serious episode. It was that was a nice uh, levity. Okie dokie, artichokey. Yeah. And. Of course, like, Catherine Hahn's been killing it in this entire series, so her acting there, you could see it, like, in her eyes. She was, like, it kind of seemed like she was, like, on the verge of tears. Yeah, because 
from what we know, people are aware when they're being possessed in some way or what whatever you want to call this. So she's like, that's the wor- that's the real punishment is that she's aware and can't stop it. Which is, I mean, it's Agatha. I was going to say it's fucked up, but my only thing is, what is everyone else in Westview has seen her floating around fighting Wanda and now she's just going to be like chilling in town and also doesn't have a house unless uh, Ralph Boner lets her move back in. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> um, I wonder if part, part of when Wanda undid the town, there were some memory changes. I mean, clearly the town still resents her and feels a certain type of way about her as we saw when she walked through but it seemed like, it, or it, it would just make sense that she kind of did a little bit of removing of some of the things that happened. Yeah. And maybe, like, that big fight and, like, all the stuff with Vision. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's or maybe not we'll substantiated. Just, we'll come back to Westview and Doctor Strange 2 and everyone's just throwing food at Agatha when she's trying to buy groceries. Um, what, what else did you think about the town and how that kind of got I wrapped up? I really liked... Like the scene where she's in the town square and everyone is waking up and yelling at her because it's just like you sympathize so much with these people because you know that they've just been subjugated under Wanda's will for like a week in real time and like have no control over their lives. But we're seeing Wanda in like her most vulnerable character moment. So she's like going through this personal crisis and then everyone is coming at her at once. Which, of course, makes it even sadder when she starts strangling everybody by accident. I like that there are stakes to what's happening. And I we talked a little bit about that with the snap and how there are consequences. And to, there are consequences to everyone coming back. Um, and so it creates a world with stakes, which I think that's one of the biggest flaws and what people love about comics all at the same time is that like no one's really dead and you know there it doesn't feel as like hard of stakes but this this created like really good emotional stakes and I think it fit with what they were trying to say about grief and pain uh and the emotions that Wanda was going through and and seeing it through the town and them all saying no we we felt your pain (laughs) and we kind of hate you for it like it wasn't like they were feeling bad for her um because they were forced to carry her burden um which is really unfair yeah and i just wanted to say like the the stake thing yeah like you said has been a criticism of comic book movies and i think that marvel has done a good job so far of quote-unquote resurrecting characters in a way that makes it seem not like it doesn't cheapen their deaths so like now we have like vision we have a loki we we have a vision that's back but it's not the vision that we know because some people thought that maybe the two visions were going to merge and i think that maybe would have cheapened things to have like another like real original vision wandering around with wanda again and like yeah like loki loki is back but it's not the loki that died it's the Loki from years before that. Or even before that, there were a couple iterations yeah. of Loki, which was fine. Yeah. And it helps when people just really like that, the actor that's playing that part, because it, it's okay. Like, you get a pass, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they can kind of stick with that in the future. 
I know that there there's a couple characters that will probably come back in like cameo parts. I think Thanos is supposed to be in the Eternals movie. Oh, because interesting. Because it takes place in the past. But like, I, I don't see a version of Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. coming back, and I, I think that's fine. I hope not. I really hope not. If anything, like, if we're doing another movie that's taking place in the past, I would really love to see the Captain America that went back. I think that would be really cool to see that. We don't need a whole movie about it. I mean, I would watch it and I would love it. So I'm not saying that, but I think it would be cool if we do another movie that's taking place like in the 60s or in the 70s and you see who Captain America could have been if he had lived. Sure. Or hadn't, you know, hadn't been frozen or whatever. All right. So, of course, the other big plot here is after... Wanda has dealt with Agatha. Vision has dealt with Vision. She has to reckon with her family versus the Hex. So originally she starts opening up the Hex when Agatha is like, are you going to like let all these people go? And she's like, yes, of course. I'm not going to keep subjecting you to my will, so let me open it up. And of course she does that, and Vision and Tommy and Billy start disintegrating. Well, let's not scoot past that. Like, Obviously, we knew Vision was going to, but at least for me, that was shocking that the children started to disappear because I was convinced that they were so much a part of her that they were going to survive this series, and that was, it shook me to my very core. I mean, I was really hoping, but then, like, I was like, okay, we're just gonna do it, but I mean... It makes sense. I was trying to lower the stakes. We're not done with them, clearly, (laughs) but... yes. It was still, still rough. And I was starting, when we were watching it, which we got up at like 8 a.m. to watch the finale on Friday morning because we wanted to watch it before work. (laughs) I was starting to say right before that final post-credit scene, like maybe she'll connect with them in like an alternate universe or an alternate reality. And I think that's what it's implying, which is, which is exciting and and really fair. Like, that's just brutal. So that, that scene of them putting them to bed was... It was a real, like, look at the look at the flowers moment. And the yes. thing is, like, Billy definitely knew what was happening. Oh, yeah. Because he knows, like, and he was... But, you know, he was like, okay. I think he knew. I mean, who knows where they even came from, you know? Like, they could have... and Because when she says... Thank you for choosing me to be your mom. Like, I know that's something that sometimes people say, but there there could have been, like, a message in that. I think that there are implications <laughs> that will be explored in future installations involving Wanda. Yeah, and I'm, I really hope that we get to see that through. They're not done. I'll miss them, though. Those were good actors. It felt like watching the Titanic, uh, the movie, when... There's like a scene when the ship is going down and like people that know they're not just not going to make it. They're like tucking their kids into bed and like pretending like nothing's happening. And it on it really reminded me of that. And I was I was like very close to tears watching that. It was painful. And like especially for Vision. I mean, maybe well, maybe not as much because he's he knows it was worse for the kids. Oh, no, I was saying because like Vision was there being like. I don't don't know. Yeah, like, he can't do anything. Yeah, that was rough. And, like, just a lot of emotional weight in this episode, and that was probably the hardest-hitting moment 
I can't believe, <laughs> like, Marvel did that. But it was really beautiful. It was. It's just, like, I... It is crazy that we've gotten to a point where, like, something like that is happening with these characters, you know? I think about trying to describe this show to someone that isn't really familiar with Marvel, and it is... you just can't. You can't explain how we got to this point, and that's incredible for Marvel. Yeah, so there's this there's this witch, but she wasn't really a witch, and her parents got blown up. And she's from like Eastern Europe, and with and this she like created guy. her children, and then she had to let them go, and it was like really devastating. And there's also this pink guy who has a stone in his head, but now it's not really the stone. It's not really him because his body's in pieces. You have to like sounds give like a them comic. <laughs> five years of Marvel trivia before they can even start to get it. So props for being able to make a coherent show out of this. I think we want to talk about uh, Monica Rambo, who didn't really get that much to do in this episode, and we really didn't get to see her flex her powers. Yeah, and I still don't really have an understanding of what she does. She can stop bullets. She can sense electromagnets, electricity, something like, something like that. She gets a cool moment where she stops the bullets from hitting the kids, um, and then she... When she figures out what's around Evan Peters' neck, which that's not really explained. Like, did Agnes just have like, like a brooch? I guess. Yeah, like a leash. Yeah, that's her dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, I'm most upset. We should have been talking about this when we talked about Agatha, but I'm most upset that nothing came out of that rabbit, and so I will scratchy. never forgive what happened because just a, it just felt like that was a person total red herring maybe it still is in my heart i don't know when we go to monica hanging out with evan peters i was like what is going on why are they just hanging out in this room that was fine because it you know picked up where we assume it left off Snoopers gonna snoop right I just thought that we were going to get to see her battle someone. I actually thought at some at one point she was maybe going to have to fight White Vision. Yeah. Which would have been really cool because she was like wearing an outfit that kind of reflected his like. It just kind of made sense. She to did me. not get enough to do in this episode or in the series, honestly, after getting her powers. I really need they have better. Like really let her shine. I was saying if we're not going to see her until Captain Marvel 2, this is that's going to be like a year and a half gap. So maybe she'll show up in Miss Marvel. I yeah, I don't really know anything about Miss Marvel, but I would I mean, I, it would be just great to just see her come back in more stuff. Um What do you think that this means for her for Sword? We got the scrolls, which I think a lot of people guessed, including you. Right. So the scrolls come to West Westview and are like, presumably they're talking about Nick Fury. That's Nick what Fury I wants you to go to well. space and see him. So before this, I thought Nick Fury was going to be spearheading sword from the space station. And now it seems like that's not true because I mean, Personally, I feel He's like... He's spearheading something. Yeah, clearly. But I don't think Monica would want to work for S.W.O.R.D. even if it's no longer being directed by Hayward. I kind of feel like we could keep S.W.O.R.D. around and it still could be Nick Fury and that Hayward was acting of his own accord 
because this all happened in such a short amount of time. Like, it makes sense that, you know, he did all of this. And, like, the, like, the scroll, um, I forget what her name is, what that scroll's name is. I don't think it's her, because otherwise Monica would have... There were, I think they would have played that up if it was the one that she knew. Even uh-huh. though, I mean, she met her for, like, if we're just going by what we saw in the movie, she met her for a day. Significant, though. But it was a significant I feel day. Like, <laughs> I feel like they would have definitely... Like, embraced or... Yeah, yeah, or at least recognized that, you know. Okay, so anyway, um, the, the scrolls or, like, that woman or that scroll, like, knew what Hayward was doing. So like they were on top of it and they were just monitoring it. It seems like, yeah. so I could still see sword being salvageable and somebody like Monica taking over. Um, perhaps I don't, I mean, I don't think she's going to end up taking over cause I think she's going to be off doing something hopefully with her powers. Yeah. But I, I just don't think this is the end of sword. And I don't think they're immediately making sword the bad guy. Um, like they did with S.H.I.E.L.D. And like, because they kept S.H.I.E.L.D. around for a while before it was like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s corrupt too. I think it's too fast. Yeah. But maybe it's just saying like, we're not just, we're not trusting any government agencies anymore. Yeah. Which is fine. We'll see. (laughs) I mean, I think it would, having S.W.O.R.D. around would lead to a lot of cool story opportunities. Because I liked S.H.I.E.L.D. as like a thing, as a, as an organization, but... Yeah, it's obviously. nice to have something central that everyone is a part of. We were introduced to S.W.O.R.D. and they became like a evil organization, or at least Hate Word became like a <laughs> mustache twirling villain in the span of nine episodes. So I, I hope you're right. And they'll just kind of be like, yep, this was just Hate Word. And we've got our other stuff going on. Because I don't know what else Nick Fury would be doing. Um, so any other loose ends that we want to talk about? Um, so there's the Evan Peters of it all. Okay, so when we were talking about the Evan Peters thing, I was like, it's either multiverse Quicksilver or it's just stunt casting. And now I'm like, it was just stunt casting. Someone. I think it's kind of fun that they it, did that. It's fun. It was a good it red is, herring, it is too. A, it's a total, like, middle finger to people that had all these theories. So I'm, I enjoy it. I'm still a little mixed on it because I'm like, I, I got my hopes up a bit for something like unprecedented to be happening and i think it definitely like cheapens the whole like oh my god it's evan peters thing from episode five if you were to go back and rewatch it because it's like this really doesn't matter it's just like a something to fuck with one yeah whereas before it felt like it had really far-reaching implications i mean it could still be marvel dangling their feet with x-men and i mean now they obviously can't use evan peters for X-Men, which is for the best, ultimately. Like, they should have a whole new cast because otherwise it's just too confusing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it could still be them, you know, saying, we're thinking about it. Like, it could be, like, a subliminal message. I think at the end of the day, it was just, like, a a nod to the fact that everybody loved his version of Quicksilver. And they were like, well, we, we can't use him for Quicksilver, so let's... Let's do the next best thing. And I'll say this for Marvel, I guess, in general, is they don't pull stunts like this very much. Like, they don't do a lot of stunt casting, I guess, or um, kind of cheap jokes. 
the the only thing that came close to it, which isn't cheap at all, was like Stanley is in every movie while he was alive, and that was amazing, and everyone loved that. Um, but other than that, they don't do bits like that, I guess. This is like the most meta thing that they've done, yeah. and I think it only really works because of the nature of this show. They yeah. couldn't have just like thrown him in a movie. People would have been pissed about that. But this this worked well. And as much as I was hoping for shenanigans, it was still pretty funny that he got to cap off his character with a dick joke. Maybe he was the FBI person, but probably not. I've And no conclusion <laughs> on that. Given up on that. That was literally just a plot device for Jimmy Woo to be on the East Coast. So. That was one of the most disappointing things in a weird way yeah i mean it was you you would think that it was something set up that was meant to have a resolution but then again the director was like oh yeah that whole line about the aerospace engineer was like it's nothing like yeah that was her and people are like okay i don't i just feel like some of these things they were writing like cryptic things or like creating Chekhov's guns without realizing that right. they were doing it. They're like, well, we got to set up this plot. And everyone was like, okay, who's the missing person? And they were like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone secretly loves a full circle plot. So having everything introduced somehow come back to something else. So like this connects to Evan Peters, you know, this connects to that. Like I think everyone like low key loves that stuff. And so when it doesn't all connect, that's very real, but it's, it just is what it is. And I, and I do think what you're saying is like, it was unintentional and that's most likely true. Like, I don't think they introduced these things just to create no chaos on the, on the Reddit. I have a feeling that when this episode came out, the showrunners are probably like, okay, everyone's going to shut up about this. And then someone was like, Ralph Boner's the witness protection person. And they were like, no, like we don't want to have to deal with this I mean, again. Just throw us a bone, a boner. You know what I mean? Uh, anything to talk about with the post credit scenes. So yes. one was the Monica Rambo one, which we already talked about. Um, clearly she's going to be in Captain Marvel. Yes. Without a doubt. Um, she may show up in other stuff. She's got some beef to is work out with Carol. Yeah. Is Eternals in space or is that on Earth? Eternals is like going to be, as far as I can tell, completely separate from everything else. It's on Earth, but it's like hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, maybe. Kit Harrington, I know, is like supposed to be the kind of like viewpoint character. And I don't know if he is from the current time or slightly in the past. I just, I keep hearing crazy stuff about that movie and it's supposed to, I, I want more info. Clearly I turned to Griffin for all of the trivia about everything Marvel. So are, and to that end, um, are there any space related shows or movies on the docket? I know, I mean, I know um, Guardians 3, but I, I'm not even thinking about that. And I know there's a Thor four in the works but i mean more of like the, the new stuff that's coming out so just in general um well loki if you want to say you know i don't know uh but miss marvel is like tangentially connected to captain marvel so she probably won't go to space um the biggest connection i can think of is they're doing a secret invasion show 
and Nick Fury is the main character of that, and that's going to be talking about like scrolls, because the whole the secret invasion in the comics is scrolls infiltrating high level positions of world governments, Which and nobody realizing it. Do. But the what year is, is that supposed to take place? Like current day? Yeah, I don't think that show is actually going to come out until like twenty twenty three or something. So I don't know how the plot will play in the MCU. Also, to this point, we see scrolls as good guys. And the comics, in Secret Invasion at least, the scrolls were bad guys. So maybe we're I gonna... like that they flipped the script on scrolls and I hope they don't undo that. Well, we might get introduced to some evil scrolls, but I yeah. think the ones that we've already met, they're not gonna be Or if they turning. they have done that, it's for some better reason. Yeah. Um I don't think there's... I'm going to check real quick, but... Um, I don't think there's going to be any other space-bound ones, really. Most of the when stuff is, that I've heard. You said Captain Marvel's like a year and a half away. I think it's supposed to be, yeah, like the end of 2022. Doctor Strange is early 2022. Gotcha. Um, so I hope everyone stuck around for the second post credit scene. We almost missed it, and then... Griffin fast-forwarded just to make sure, and that was exciting because we got the the mention of Billy. Well, there's or, a lot to there's a lot to unpack here that I didn't catch all at first. Well, some of it I did, but well, one she's like astral projecting, like we see Doctor Strange doing. But she's doing it like he can't even do that. Like she's, where she's just like doing her normal business. Her body is doing stuff she's like drinking she's making and drinking tea and chilling out and her body is studying dr strange from what we can see when he astral projects his physical body just like collapses like he can't be in two places at once but she can which is crazy she's got a great little cabin which i'm assuming she just created herself at least i hope she did because that's what i would do if i had chaos magic (laughs) um but she hears billy yeah, which really, we are getting into some dark territory here because she is embracing being the Scarlet Witch, which apparently heralds the destruction of the world as we know it, according to Agatha. And I'm choosing to believe her because I know she, I she just don't want to see that come to fruition. I think <laughs> that I don't want her to be the other Thanos. Well, I don't think she will. I think she's gonna. Uh, realize that things are going wrong but can she give up her witch powers and give up all of her powers like what are the implications i I don't know i don't want to go down that path right now (laughs) we don't need to but i do think that her um creating life and destroying it has upset the balance of something somewhere and clearly billy and or tommy is not having a good time. And I don't think... Loki, fix it! Wanda is not going to be able to just exist knowing that they are somewhere unhappy. She is going to do whatever it takes to get Everything to Everything she'll do from now on is for Billy For the and children. For, for the, the children. children. Well, on that note, thanks for listening. Yeah, clearly there's there's a lot coming up, so... We're excited to see where this all goes. Uh, And until next time, we've been into the Superverse.